welcome, welcome. I am your freaking co-host, Melvin. And I'm your other freaking co-host, Nick. It's been a while. It has been a while. Some say, I would say a hot minute. Yeah. A uh, hot minute um, or some people several might minutes. sing it and they might go, it's been a while. Don't you're out of way. It's been a while. I don't, I don't remember how it goes. I don't I think I just remember. It. It's been a while. That's Creed. I think we just nailed. Are you sure it's Creed? I thought it was Stained. I think it's Stained. If it's Stained, then that, like, that was an unpurposed segue. But we'll get to that segue later. Yeah, if we're going to do some Googling afterwards. I'm pretty yeah. sure it's Stained. Okay. We'll tell you by the end of this episode. Okay. We'll tell you in the outro if it was Stained yeah. or Creed. All right. Um, oh, but like hey, it. everyone, thank you for waiting for a new episode. Yes. Uh, we have a great one today. Mm-hmm. Um, but before we get to who this guest is, we got some news and a little announcement to make. Um, taking a bit of a break from the podcast, we're gonna take we're gonna take the month of December off, but we're not really taking it off because we're still recording new episodes. Mm-hmm. And everything we we have other episodes recorded. Uh, we've just been busy with life. Yeah, life. And in. yeah, I mean, for those of you who don't know, uh, Melvin is in a band called Texas King, and you guys have a new album coming out. Yeah, man. Yeah. December On December second. Yeah. Tell us about it. Tell us about it for everyone who doesn't know. Well, the EP, Tell us about it. <laughs> the EP's called Changes. Comes out, like Nick said, on December 2nd. Um, uh, the, we follow that up right away with a tour starting December 9th. Um, and that's going all over Canada and all over the U.S. with uh, Loviet and Motherfolk. Um, so we're all looking. Fucking first tour in two years. Sorry. It's so exciting. So exciting. Yeah. Yeah. I almost freaking broke my finger going in. <laughs> great story. It's a great story. Everyone. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Melvin almost had to cancel or find a new drummer for this tour. Um, but uh, yeah, so that's about it. But Nick, you've also been pretty busy with your life as well, too. You. Yeah. I mean, like, new um, you know, the new career has been going off great. It's been fantastic. Yeah. Um, you know, supporting texas kane with a bunch of visual and video stuff that's been super fun to do with you guys yeah and we just decided you know let's put the put the uh, podcast on the back burner right now and we've recorded a few other great episodes of the last couple weeks but we rather let's you know put them in our back pocket let's kind of fix some things up on the back end and our website and everything and let's uh, let's launch it back up in the new year. Yeah. And let's go from there. Let's just hammer back out again. We'll be on a, our, our schedule like we had before. Yeah. Every other week, we'll have a new episode coming out. Great episodes. Some yeah. fantastic guests. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. But we figured we'd come out with this episode right now because yeah. our guest, he's nominated for a CCMA which is coming up this weekend here in London, Ontario. The CCMAs are also the Canadian Country Music Awards. So one, hats off to London for being able to host it. 
Yeah. Yep. So it's all going down this weekend, the 27th, 28th, 29th. There's, you know, if you're in the London, Ontario area, there's tons of little shows happening, uh, little writer circles, everything like that. And it's going to be a good time in the city. Yeah, man. I think it's going to be awesome. Um, yeah, I know there's going to be some stuff. I'm working a few of the events, actually, at the CCMA this weekend. I'm not sure if I'm allowed to say anything, but, like, where it is. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so that will be fun. Just look Maybe for the guy we'll get with the broken finger. What's that? Just look for the guy with the broken finger. Ha! Uh, she's almost she's almost good now but that's good um, but yeah man we might as well get into it so we've got sean austin um as our guest this week and um yeah he's gonna be here in london uh this weekend and so i think it's perfect time to release this episode so nick tell us a bit about sean well Sean signed to Local Hay Records, which is a uh, record label run by Dallas Smith from uh, those of you who don't know his country star. Uh, he's been blowing up the Canadian country scene for the last almost 10 years now. Yeah. He, uh, so we got to talk about working with him and Dallas's previous band, Default. Um, Sean's, Sean's newest single, Tailgate to Heaven, featuring Chris Lane, dropped over the summer. And it gained huge attention from industry people all over the world. We talked about working with that. We've also talked about just Sean's work ethic in general. And, you know, leading up to the CCMAs, you know, COVID protocols, people are getting vaccinated. He started to do a few more shows. So we talked about how great that was for him. Mm-hmm. Talked about a whole bunch of things. And it's a great conversation. And I'm excited to share this one with you guys. Yeah, I actually, yeah, I remember really enjoying talking with him. He's very open about his business and how things work. So, um, yeah, without further ado, Sean Astin. Um, so, if you're uh, if you're going to the CCMA Awards this week, <laughs> or you've missed this podcast, you just want to sit down and relax and listen to it. Grab yourself a drink. And enjoy the show. Enjoy the show, everyone. So, Sean, uh, before this, uh, Nick and I, we were talking about um, family vacations and uh, some of our first ones um, that you can remember. What do you got? Family vacations. Okay, well, I got, I got a um, Disneyland's probably the first thing in my head for family vacation. Um, but I, from a very young age, got introduced to Vegas. Oh wow! Really? And, <laughs> and it became. I, I remember that you know, five or six years old. Uh, far too early to to be down there because I remember it so clearly. Being deliriously tired, I think we rolled in on like a, a midnight flight or something. Yeah, but instantly, instantly fell in love with the sound of slot machines and casinos. <laughs> and I was with my my uh, my grandfather. He got us like a limo from the airport. So you got to think a five or six year old kid just going wild. Um, yeah, and it and it kind of it ruined me because I, I think we'd gone at least once a year, every day, every year thereafter. 
Um, and then when I was uh, finally legal to, to be down there and, and actually enjoy myself, it was, uh, I wouldn't say the luster was gone, but I definitely have, a, have a, a different approach to it compared to everyone else who was my age at the time. For right, sure. So right. it's, but uh, that, that's the most memorable for sure. And, <laughs> so and to this day is still. It's kind of funny because like, you mentioned Disney World first, and you're just like, as a kid, it's the most magical place in the world. Yeah. And then you go to Vegas as an adult, and that's ruined for you. Kind of like if you were bunch, Disney as an adult, right? Because like, you no, know you how find it out, works. And... Yeah. You find <laughs> out what a real magical place is. Exactly. <laughs> uh, first off, um, congratulations on the CCMA nomination. Thank you. For Thank Rising you. Star. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, it's actually cool that the CCMAs are going to be here in London this year, where Melvin and I are right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, let's kind of talk about that quickly. Is it, it's you're nominated for Rising Star as well. You've yeah. been doing this for ten years. Is it sort of weird that the music industry kind of says like, "Oh, you've been doing this for ten years. Now you're finally a rising star," versus <laughs> other institutions where it's like. Hey, you've been with us for five. Like, here's a promotion, extra yeah. vacation, kind of thing. <laughs> I, I think that's the nature of it. You know, you, not that we're in in Nashville, but Nashville's known as a ten year town where it takes ten years before you even start to get rolling, right? Right. Um, and I think this this uh, industry and maybe the country industry specifically um, uses that model as kind of that's your you, you got to give ten years of, of grinding before you're even going to kind of have a shot. Right. Um, mm. for, for my case, I mean, I am a little bit, yeah, I've been doing it for a long time, but I've only now been signed for four years. So I guess, you know, it depends on which way for, for me, I look at it going, okay, well, um, I, I, I cut my chops in the restaurants and bars and learned how to, how to be a performer and how to kind of read a crowd and all that. And then by getting signed, you're like, okay, well, you've done enough now in that regard now we got to teach you what the industry is actually about and how it works and yeah um after doing a few years of that then you know now you're kind of like okay well you're starting to get it so yeah um Mm -hmm. it's you need those 10 years i think under your belt before you can get actually understand it absolutely um sean i play in a band myself and uh we're coming up to about eight years Uh, i've been with them for four but yeah that 10 year mark Man, like a lot happens and it feels like honestly not that long. Would you say like four years goes by pretty quick? Yeah, I mean, it's it's been so 14 or 15 years since I actually started playing, I guess, at restaurants and bars and stuff. Yeah. Um, but when I think of let's use let's use like the first year out of high school, it's a better it's a better time time period. If I think of like right when I got out and what I was doing then. Um, compared to where things are at now, um, yeah, I mean, from a musical standpoint, it feels like it's been a year. Mm-hmm. But there's been moments where you're like, I can't do this anymore. Like I'm, I'm, uh, I like, I, I just, I, I got to that point where it, when I was 26 or 27, I was a, a practicing um, uh, financial advisor, okay, and yeah. I had this this balance between I'm playing music every night and I'm. Um, you know, trying to keep up my, my professional world at the same time. And it just wasn't really working. So I kind of put the, said, I give, give myself one more year to figure this out. And if I don't take the next step musically, then um, I'm going to stick it out in in finance, but thank God uh, a lot changed. And um, 
the industry gave me a gave me the shot. So. Well, okay, here, okay, so that just opened up uh, a whole whack of different questions. So you're what 20, yeah. 27 when you're doing financial? 26, 27. Okay, yeah. and you <clears throat> took the plunge. That was when you took the plunge as well, or were you like 28, 29 when you took the plunge? I, I was I was signed in when I was probably two. Yeah, twenty seven, early twenty seven. I got signed. Um, and then, uh, I tried to do both for a little bit and things were actually moving a lot faster than we thought. So, um, wow, that's great. I, I, yeah. And, and people, you know, my, my first, uh, single paradise found started getting played on local radio and we started doing some things with the radio station out here that were highly promoted. Uh, and then we ran into this issue where people are kind of going, I'm hearing you on the radio yet. You're doing my finances. <laughs> this is how, how is this going to work here right so right it, it, and it did work for a while but it got to the point where um i just couldn't keep up with it both uh and and things were going so well in music that i'm like okay well this is the time now to 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 dive in yeah and uh you know it's, it's not the same um the compensation in the early days let's say right uh yeah. with music but it's um, it's turning out to be, you know, a, a, a much better, uh, much better move. And I'm a hell of a lot happier. Yeah. So yeah. Absolutely. Awesome. Yeah. Well, That's what good. it comes down to as well. Right. Like yeah. as long as you're happy doing what you're doing, I mean, you know, you can make it through those rough times and yeah. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. there's one thing I wanted to highlight there too, what you just said about, um, you know, before you said, you know, taking the plunge into, you know, giving yourself a full year to see if things would work out. Um, a lot of people do that, but they don't actually have the, um, they don't have the opportunities yet. That's going to sustain them, keep them busy that full yeah. year. So it's good that you brought that up. It's like, I'm taking the plunge now because there's actual opportunity. You see that the odds are potentially in your favor to make that jump. You're not just jumping in saying, I'm going to be a huge star. And then with yeah. nothing to back it. So yeah, that's, that's really awesome. So with the radio station, did you, was that completely organic or did you hire a radio tracker and that's what they brought you or was that? Yeah. So right, right out of the gates, we had, um, when I signed with steelhead music, so, um, Dallas Smith, that was his, that's, that's his label. It's now turned into what is local. Hey, um, yeah. we kind of had the full meal deal right out of the, out of the gate. So we were, Fantastic. um, working with uh working with a radio tracker working with a full promo team um and i mean it, it i guess it's it's organic in the sense that um it was the first single so we completely thought it was gonna you know we wouldn't chart we wouldn't um it was gonna take three four five six singles and a lot more years to start to build the knowledge of, of what this project was about and who i was as an artist um but I say this all the time, and it's thank God for a uh, uh, an industry of of country fans that that kind of will give a, a new guy a shot because we um, we broke top fifty real quick and went all the way and got a, a top ten within nine months of releasing that. So once that happened, it kind of changed our trajectory. Going okay, like this is this is a doesn't happen often, um, right? And how can we kind of keep the momentum mm -hmm. going? Yeah, yeah. What um, is what do you think like what is it about you think Canada and country artists? Do you think it's because there's so many small towns that can relate to the music? Do you think that's why 
country does so well in this country? Yeah, I mean, it's, I, I think, um, back to this 10-year thing, if you look at the last 10 years of, of country music in Canada, I mean, there's always been great um, country, but now it's grown to, an, to a, a place where I think the talent's just um, built up a hundredfold. And now you've got these, you know, there, there might have been a time where you could kind of listen to a song um, from certain emerging artists and go, well, yeah, it kind of sounds like a Canadian country song and that it had this, this tough, um, you almost had to prove yourself several times over to say that you're a country artist, not a Canadian country artist. And now right. I think that stigma started to go away thanks to a whole bunch of massive artists and, and the way the industry's changed, um, where Canada is just showing that we can do it just as, as well as they can down South. And, um, it's, uh, I, I still see it growing. I mean, I've seen it in the last two years, I've seen it change for the better several more times over. Um, and that's just, you look at the talent, the new, the brand, brand new talent coming up and the people that are charting for the first time. I mean, my God, there's, the, we're going to be in good shape for a long time, I think. And, um, I, I just hope the, uh, the fans are ready for it. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Uh, do you know Manny Blue at all? You heard of I him? do. I've never met him. I've heard him. I love his stuff. Yeah. Um, but he's on my list of guys I'd, I'd love to have a beer with. Yeah, we had him on the show uh, a couple of months back, and he he's just awesome to have. Yeah, really yeah. smart guy. Nice. Yeah. Um, Actually, you guys, guy who's... you guys, you guys kind of share like a similar story where uh, he had a, a sport injury that kind of made him focus on music, and you had a baseball injury, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It was. I mean, baseball was the first passion, and between um, uh, a couple knee things and just the politics of the game, it kind of, uh, you know, it's the same story for a bunch of us where it, it just wasn't in the cards anymore. And um, I still love the game, but man, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't trade it for for what's going on now. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah right on. Um, okay, so back to we got to get back to this finance thing. So you're doing the financial yeah. advisor stuff. Did that play into anything uh, like with your career and your own strategies? Because you kind of got an understanding for business and the music industry is a business. Things cost yeah. money. Was that able to help push you in a, in a good direction? I think, I think the, the number one thing is it just set my um, expectations to the right place. Uh, right. Knowing that most companies, I mean, you can't, you, the way that we normally, like back in the, the financial day, when you were applying um, business plans and how to financially structure things, it's very different from how you would do that with a normal normal company compared to how you would with the, the music world. Um, but I think what it, it just, it, it, I, I kind of understood that it's, any company is going to take two, three, four, five years of investments before you see any return, if a return at all. Right. So, you know, it's if you're coming in and, and a lot of guys think, okay, well, I'm signed now. I'm on the radio now. Like, I'm, I'm successful. It's done. Or I don't have to do anymore. Right. Um, knowing that it doesn't really work that way at all. <laughs> it's, you know, I probably would have been, and you hear it every now and then when people are let down because they think that um, now that they've achieved these things, that's, the path is kind of laid out for them. Whereas right. it's just the start of a whole nother grind. You're building a company from scratch. 
Um, and yeah, like you said, it's going to cost a bunch of money. Um, and that's where thankfully, you know, the, I had, a the, the label, um, has always been, uh, fronting the, the, the finance side for me. Um, right, but yeah. I've still got, I, but I'm still responsible on paper for a big chunk of it, but it's right. just how that comes back and how that gets paid back is it works a little differently than, um, say your normal business investment. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's certainly, I, I'm glad I have this financial background, uh, yeah. while we, while we figure out the music side too. Right, Absolutely. man. Like, honestly, that's something that, um, we're all kind of learning, uh, like with my group that we've been learning for, you know, the whole eight years, but just how expensive everything costs. And when you do want yep. to go to that next level where well, you want to work with a different producer, but he wants a specific engineer to work with him. They want to do it in a yep. specific studio. Boom. All of a sudden your record's now costing, you know, 20 grand from when it used to be like $5,000. Yeah. I'm playing in yeah. bands and stuff. So your records would cost $5,000 and now it's yeah. $1,000 more. And then you got to get on the road. You got to feed everybody. Like you want to bring people. It gets expensive, man. It's yeah. There's no such thing as profit for a while, especially yeah. if you're on the road. Profit is, is not a word that <laughs> comes around. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. But man, so I, I, I do really like how you said, like you really reiterate that point of like, it is a business and uh, you just enter that next level of a different grind. Um, yeah. What does that grind look like now for you? I think that, you know, since, since transitioning from, um, you know, from, from, or I guess, I guess I, I should say since like diving into it from a business standpoint, it's been more learning the industry, learning the kind of the ebbs and flows of it, learning how, um, I mean, the politics of the industry, there's, there's a lot of understanding, you know, who, who you want in your corner, who you don't want in your corner, who, um, who you, you work with the best, um, and how, how you can kind of, like you said, knowing that things get expensive really fast, how can you work with the best team, uh, be the most efficient with money, um, try to focus on the right, uh, pieces of the puzzle, given where, uh, a career is at, um, the biggest one, how to utilize, um, uh, grants, like all the grants that are out there for, yeah. for new up, up and coming musicians. Like that's a game changer if you do yeah. that right. Um, and then as you, you know, once you put a couple songs out and once you've done a few, uh, you're on the road a bit, then it's like, okay, well, how do you take that next step? How do you level up a bit, right. um, without, blowing the bank and and putting yourself backwards before you you know have a chance to go forward so i think it's for me it's about a very slow burn and yeah. not uh mm. not not trying to um i mean there's one person that i think did it right lady gaga when you hear her talk about how the when she took all that a couple million bucks from from the success that she had threw it all at the live show wow. um and game changer for her but that's a very, very smart calculated risk from somebody who'd been doing it for 20 years when people think she was doing it for two. Like it's, mm -hmm. she's, wow. a, she's a businesswoman first, I think. And, and that's why it's, it's a really important for all musicians and anybody aspiring or in the game already to be, take your time and, and uh, be smart as, as smart as you can anyway. Yeah. Well, that's, that kind of reiterates to the point that you mentioned earlier about, you know, you're doing 10 gigs a week. 
and you know while still having a full-time job yeah. you uh i saw you used to perform at weddings and everything like that as well so it shows you know you have to have that drive and that knowledge of this isn't going to be easy but yeah. uh, you know you you want it so you you work towards it yeah um do you think that's what like when dallas first saw you is do you think it's that sign that he really you know took in like wow this guy really knows he wants this i can tell and do you think you know him taking you under his wing did that help like how did that feel for you oh i mean having him in my corner and having that that kind of um expertise to walk me through all the mistakes that I should have made, but probably didn't because I had him like right there, him, Scott cook, like these guys made sure that I didn't um, crash and burn too early, especially given that we started to see a little bit of success early. Um, I I mean, I couldn't, I couldn't change that for anything. And interestingly enough, as far as kind of going back to what, to to that, that whole mentality of the industry, um, I heard Garth Brooks say this years ago and I've, I've really held on to it. He goes that unfortunately, and he's probably talking about country specifically, but I think it applies to the whole industry where he's like the industry, the greats are not the ones that are always necessarily the most talented. It's the ones that are the most adaptable and can grind and deal with the ever changing crap that, that comes along with the industry for, you know, decade after decade after decade. And if you can stick that out while still, staying true to your music and then putting out good tunes and connecting with an audience and just being authentic. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you would hope that the rest kind of comes with it, but it's, it's just, it's never not going to be a grind. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's kind of funny that you say that. Cause like, I remember uh, the first time I saw Dallas perform, uh, he was a country festival here in London. And I remember I was just backstage and uh, he did um, wasting my time when he was with default yeah. And I remember just sitting there being like, wow, he's nailing this right now. Like yeah. he sounds just like the singer. And then I had to look it up and I was like, oh my God, he is the singer. Yeah. And I yeah. was just like, that shows how adaptable he was, you know, going from you know two totally different genres, but yeah. taking what he learned from that and bringing to his, his country career. Absolutely. I mean, he skyrocketed here in the country yeah. charts. Like. But he he uh he hates when I say this because I I my first um, high school rock band, we covered all default stuff. Oh, really? Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, no, huge default fan. And that's that's kind of what I, I remember because I was struggling. Well, not struggling, but I mean, I was trying to find my sound and trying to find which which lane fit best for me. And country was always the backbone of everything I did. But at the time, I'm like, I don't know if if necessarily that's my space. I was, a, you know, I started playing music because of guitar and uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan and, and Kenny Wayne Shepherd and bb king and and naturally that brought me to keith urban and and um brad paisley but um (laughs) paisley ribs but yo absolutely yeah but that kind of went the first time i heard somebody somewhere by dallas i'm going i know this voice yeah (laughs) and then i did the same thing as you i had to look it up who's dallas smith dallas smith is default and i'm like okay well if he can do it sound that good put on a track like that then that's my direction. And right. well, you know, five, six, seven years later, I get a chance to work with him, and now he's my boss. It's, yeah. pre- it's pretty amazing. <laughs> like it's it's a wild. Uh, it's been a wild. Um, a lot of full circle moments in the last yeah. seven years. So it's it's been cool. It was, it was the Suits, right? That was your high school band. 
the suits. Yeah. Which uh, which um, <laughs> which like default song was like your go-to one? Uh, guys... um, count on me. Okay. And the only reason I loved it was because of I mean, and I've heard I've seen him do this so many times now. Dallas hits that big note like six or seven times in that song, and it is so big and it is so clean and it does it so well. And I I really hope that there's no video of me doing it back in high school out there. Because I don't want him to see it. I don't want to see it. I like my contract. I don't want to see it. So, you know. Oh, I'll tell you, I tried looking up videos uh, of the suits and I couldn't find anything. Yeah. And I, I remember. Oh, do you actually? <laughs> I have a DVD, but it'll never see the light of day, ever. It's like in your safety deposit box, just locked yeah. away. And <laughs> yeah. Behind lasers and fire and yeah. you name it. It's never, never coming out. That's awesome. Um, man, so also another cool thing that we noticed that you had done was you did the Songland TV show. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. I've seen a couple of the episodes. The one with like Charlie Puth and Baby Rex. Yep. Um, and I thought it was just the coolest concept for a show and you participated in it. You made it to the final round. Um, yeah. What was that whole experience like? Cause you would have written that song and then to have them rip it apart and learn from it. Like what was the biggest thing you took away from working with these pros? The, um, how good they are. Okay. I mean, as from a songwriting standpoint, I, I'm one of those people that much prefers group settings when I write. I don't give myself a chance like to, to flesh out ideas if I'm, if I'm writing on my own. So, yes. but, but working with, I mean, I worked with Esther, um, but then talking about Shane and Ryan as well, like yeah. just in, in those moments when we could kind of talk about it as a group and, and hear all three of them rattling ideas out, they are so good and they are so tuned to, writing hits yeah that's you're kind of like well why am i a songwriter because i can't do that <laughs> like I, I i can't i you know at least i'm not i don't know if i'll ever be at that level uh, even mm-hmm. if i do it every single day for the rest of my life but th- there's something it's just a it, it's an innate, innate ability that they're born to do mm-hmm. um and it's it was kind of neat because it's i got a little bit of the la um process as well right. like la and new york work very different from the nashville vibe as far as recording goes right. and la works so fast like it is quick the ideas come out rapid fire and once you do grasp onto an idea you run with it until you can't go anymore on on the whatever you're kind of doing yeah um and then you won't really look at a new version until weeks after the fact and your first pro- product is done and normally that's going to go out regardless whereas you know what i'm used to is here's option one here's option two here's option three i like option two the best let's drill down on that so and but i guess you know, that's that's la though where they don't have the time or or i guess money to probably do that so you're they move quick in in one space yeah. and the caliber of what they do is so good and so high that yeah um, you get these wicked project uh, products in the end um and that's why I think now we're going to go revisit the song that, that we pitched because I'd really like to put it out. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. So I, we're we're talking about how to do that now. And yeah. I think uh, we'll put a little bit of polish on it with the guys I wrote with and and yeah. see if we can get it out in the next uh, next year. Man, that's awesome. I mean, so I wonder if that's got 
that whole LA thing. I wonder if that's got to do because it's got to be so fast. It's just they're constantly living in that flow state. It's like first idea come out, boom, that's what we're doing. We don't yeah. get time to work on anything else. Because I know for me personally, I don't know how you operate, but sometimes I will sit there on one part and just like, well, I could play it this way, I could play it this way, I could play it, and then it's yeah. an hour, and it's like I don't like any of it. <laughs> but I like that happens the all beginning. the time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nice man. Okay, so and so you work a lot out of Nashville. This is kind of your process. You have a team out there, or do you write? Well, yeah. I, I do a little bit of writing up here. I mean, the. Oh. Um, the teams are, are there, uh, are, are all in Nashville. So if you want to do a, like a writing trip, you go down for a week or two, you, you're in a bunch of rooms for um, five or six uh, days, and you, you try and you just sit there for eight hours and, and see what you can come up with. And sometimes you come up with something great, and <laughs> sometimes you don't, but at least you might have an idea that can you can right. use you know, next month uh, and try to flesh out a little more. Um, but that's definitely my space uh, or the, the one that I'm comfortable in is the methodical approach, um, writing every day, not necessarily being, um, too, too focused on the details at the, at that stage. Um, yeah. like once the song's kind of, once the bones are there and once the song is written, you know, then you can start working with a producer, getting into a room and, and really trying to, um, to get detailed and find the cool little bits and stuff. And that's sometimes comes out in the writing process too. But right. um, for me, it's just, it's just a longer process and it, and it, I find it's less stressful. And um, so far I've like the, the results that we've had from songs that way. Um, and it yeah. seems to be like the kind of the way that everyone works in Nashville. So I'm happy that I was, I, I was, uh, I enjoyed that process. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I checked out a few of your songs and man, the quality, like it just sounds so good. You got a great voice, guitar tone, drums are huge. Like That's all Scott Cook. He's, he's a, he's a ma- massive producer okay. and the guy's, uh, he, he's, so him and um, Joey Moy, who's with yep. Big Loud, they both, um, they worked on all the Nickelback stuff. Okay. Wow. So that's hmm. where. Um, all of the, when you say the big drums, that's, that's all, you know, learning from the years of the Nickelback records and, um, big guitars and how everything's just nice. It just finds its, its place on the soundstage so well. They're, they're brilliant mixers. They're brilliant at what they do. And it's, oh, it's, yeah, yeah. it's just awesome to work with them. Yeah, for sure. So, um, I mean, you know, you got signed, you did a lot of shows and then 2019, you did a lot of festivals, 2020, you kind of, you know, will the whole world kind of, you know, hit the brakes a little bit. Um, What did you take away from 2020 um, for your career? Yeah. (laughs) For me, that was my year of patience. It was uh, (laughs) between keeping Songland under wraps, between keeping the, the details of this new, um, this new label that I'm under now, um, keeping the new song that we just released under wraps it was normally like you'd sit on something for a few months, not a year plus. Mm. Um, right. But that's kind of what kept me going through. It was the silver lining of, yes, we can't play. Um, we've stopped putting all music out in March of 2020 just because we kind of felt, let's take the opportunity to take a break, take a step back and um, focus on the business side, focus on the new music, really get detailed with it. 
Um, but that was uh, the the thing, like I said, keeping me going was the fact that at some point we were going to announce everything and it was going to be like this kind of not a reset, but a, a but a re uh, reintroduction, let's say of, of what we've done in the past and now where we're going. So it's, Right thank God, thank God that part's over and that it's all out. But um, yeah, now I'm just looking forward to to next year, and because the the it's sounding like the shows are coming back strong. Mm-hmm. Um, there's talks of tours. There's talks of all the festivals coming almost back to to full uh, full capacity where sure. possible. And next year's the year, hopefully. Perfect. So what? So leave us with a bit of a tease. Then what can we look forward to? If you can say oh, anything right now, well, a lot of new music. Um, nice. We're sitting. We're sitting on a lot of of stuff that's done. Um, we've already started working on new stuff. Um, I'm probably going to be back down in Nashville, hopefully one more time before the end of the year to do oh, some awesome. some more things. We've got. Uh, we just finished a massive music video, which I'm crazy stoked about. That's coming out sometime mid October. Right. On. Um, this new team it's it's there's a lot of synergy happening and i think this is going to be a pretty killer video um so there's that that's the the you know probably one more song and the music video before the end of the year and then a whole bunch more in the new year wow awesome can't wait for it actually yeah um and well you got the ccmas too so yeah, thank the, uh, God. I'm, I'm like, I'm stoked to be. Uh, actually, I didn't. Sorry, I, I missed that you guys were in London because I was just there this past weekend. Oh no, um, really? <laughs> I love London. I, there's something about London that I really enjoy. Um, so now to to be able to have the CCMAs in that city, I think it's perfect because you know it, it's going to be a party. We're all hoping that we get the for sure. You know, our our company's credit cards for the for the bar tabs. And, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> The, the the award shows are going to be fantastic, but I'm looking forward to the party and seeing all everyone in the industry that I haven't seen for far too long, Absolutely. and hopefully seeing some fans too. Yeah. What um? Let's actually end on this note. What's some of your London memories? Woo. Oh, I don't know. I don't know if I can say that these things. <laughs> uh, I remember actually. No, I do remember the first time. Uh, I was in London, was on Dallas's tour in 2017. And I remember it was like, I, I definitely was been, I'd been thrown into the deep end that entire tour. Cause up until that point, um, I'd never done anything like that. So huh. I'm trying to, trying to cut my teeth in the first couple stops before that, but London happened and London exploded like that, that crowd, that energy, that room, um and it sounds cliche but i remember it so specifically and uh you know now i'm kind of i'm wait i can't wait to get back and yeah. um, i'm hoping that there's some performance opportunities over ccma we simply because right. to get a small piece of that again would be rad so um totally that's uh the end of november in london it's going to be uh probably a little bit of debauchery but in the best way oh, for sure well, yeah, when you're wait. here we'll have to reconnect for sure absolutely yeah i actually might be working that event um i work with the guys at the music hall so might nice. gotta do it <laughs> yeah. gotta come out hell yeah yeah, yeah. right on okay Perfect. well uh man sean we want to thank you so much for sharing a lot of your uh your wisdom and your experience over the nah, years thank you and um oh, yeah we'll see you in london and uh good luck with everything we uh wish you the best 
Sounds awesome, man. I appreciate it, guys. Awesome. awesome. See you later, man. Thanks so much. Well, that was a great interview uh, once again. Thanks, uh, Sean Austin. Um, we hope to see you this weekend at the freaking CCMA Awards here in London at, uh, well, I guess it's at Bud Gardens. Mm-hmm. Again, there's stuff happening all over the city this upcoming weekend. Yeah, Make sure you check it out. Go to an event. Mm-hmm. There's, I'm pretty sure there's a lot of free events, or if not dirt cheap mm-hmm. There'll be a lot of cool yeah. country stars, great shows happening. Yeah. And man. to answer everyone's what oh, was that? Yeah. No, I was just gonna say that's actually pretty cool what's happening this weekend. Just oh yeah. Well it's just like, like that. Yeah, it's gonna be sweet. It's just like when uh, the Junos came to town and we got to host Juno Fest, right? There's so many shows at so many venues across the city. Right, yeah. That was like a it was fun week. Oh, 100 percent Great week. And to answer everyone's question from earlier, it's been a while, is by Stained, not Creed. Wow. Yep. Okay, and then here's another thing. I thought that was going to be a perfect segue because I thought Dallas Smith played in Stained, and then you reminded me that it was default. Default. Stained. To quote Homer Simpson, the world's greatest two words, default. I'm pretty sure that's how it goes. That's jokes. You know what? J.R. Tolkien, his two favorite words, do you know what they are? No. Or he's like, this is the most beautiful set of words that you can put together. He said, cellar door. Cellar door, eh? But he says it like, cellar door. Cellar door. Yeah, it's in that movie, J.R. Tolkien. But that's also, cellar door is also in, uh, isn't that like the opening of uh, Donnie Darko? It's been a while since I've seen Dying Dark. It's been a while since I've seen Dying Dark. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one, other thing circle, we should, baby. one other thing we should also announce. Um, yeah. Remember that? So, for those of you who've been with us from the beginning, thank you so much for still listening. Yeah, thank you. Uh, those of you who joined on afterwards and they're playing catch up, we appreciate that too. Um, you should go back and listen to an episode. I think it's episode three with DJ Alpha. Woo! Yes. So. Episode two. It's episode two. Yeah. There we go. Melvin, you know what? Thank you. Thank you for, for knowing this and being there to support me. <laughs> uh, go check out episode two because we have collaborated with Dave. Yes. And, you know, you made a. We, we, I don't know how to describe this project. It's so like a live drum, live DJ performance. Yeah, well, let's let's break it down a little bit. Like, yeah, it's a live drum DJ. It's, I mean, it's not the first of its kind. Like, you know, Travis Barker and DJ AM did it. But mm. it's kind of cool how it operates. Uh, the fun way is, or the fun thing about it is, um, Nick, like you were heavily involved with it. Like every single practice that we had, Nick was there with us. And Nick just had uh, just a good ear for what song should be next. And the, the other thing that was more important was, is this boring? Is this part boring? Something needs to happen. Like, you helped us, like, edit and shorten, like, going in between songs because I think they were way longer at one point. So 
it was a three-way collab, and uh, it was really fun. I can't wait for us to do. Yeah, more. we've uh, we've put out a couple of videos now. Mm-hmm. You see it on Dave's uh, DJ Alpha socials. You see it on mine and Melvin's. And you know what? We'll even throw up on the Rhythm Love one. We'll throw a little, a little, uh, little snippet on there as well. Yeah, um, yeah. But check it out. Uh, we're in talks of you know potentially doing a live performance in the new year. Yeah. And uh, obviously if that does come to fruition, we will post about it in here, talk about how you guys can get involved, come on out to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but two things we can't confirm. December 8th, Texas King is releasing a beer oh, at yeah. London Co-op Brewery. Yeah. The band will be there. I'm probably going to pop by and say hi. Yeah. Um, so if anyone wants to come by and say hi to us, please do. That'd be yeah, awesome. It's going to be fun. We got the women's shelter coming out there, the London uh, Abuse Women's Center. They're coming out. Uh, it's a charity towards them. 50 cents of each can goes to um, the, the shelter. And uh, we're also raffling off merch, tickets to the holiday get down show. We're also doing. Um, uh, beer is going to be raffled off and uh, all the proceeds from that go to uh, the woman's shelter as well too so mm-hmm. it's going to be a beer launch it's going to be a fun night oh Kyle's fried chicken is going to be there too so there's going to be good food so it's going to be just a it's just going to be a fun night it's going to be a good so, night December to see people between, before the holidays yeah exactly December 8th between 7 and uh, 7 and 9 perfect and then mm. There is a show happening in London on December the 18th. Oh, yeah, we're talking about the same show. We're talking about the same one. I'm glad we, we also were talking about the same Imagine one. We you're knew just we were like, doing. it's happening December 3rd with Big Wreck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Monster Truck. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know what? No, this is a comp. Mm. Monster Truck just came up with a song with Kid Rock and. It's like, this is brand, uh, I can't even get started. This is going to be a whole other tangent. This episode okay. is going to be so much longer right now. Um, <laughs> anyway, December 18th at the London Music Hall, it's the third annual Texas Cane Holiday Get Down Show, mm, where yes. you guys, it's, you're also like the kind of like the, out, the EP release party. Yeah. Kind of thing. It's the hometown show. It's the first one you guys have done yeah. um in almost two years. Yeah. Like, yeah, so yeah. this is gonna be a blast. It's gonna be a party. Yeah. Um again, I'll be there. Melvin will be performing. Please come on out, check it out. It's gonna yeah. be a blast. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah, we just hope to you know get you know get people out some of the shows on the tour are already sold out for you guys which is awesome yeah waterloo just sold out which is pretty sweet Mm -hmm. the other ones are looking yeah so getting full so december 18th come on out to the london brewing co-op oh that's december 18th is a music hall music hall music eighth that's the eighth number all right rewind it december 8th london brewing co-op come say hi Get a beer. It's going towards the abuse women's shelter. And then December 18th, London Music Hall. Come on down for the show. It's all ages. It's gonna be a blast. And yeah. I can't wait. It's gonna be so it's gonna be fun. Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, with all that, uh, we want to thank you all for being patient and uh, thank you for continuing to listen and support this podcast. And we're going to be back with uh, much more. So we uh, will see you guys uh, very soon. And, uh, for sure. Take care. All right. Bye, everyone. Bye.